Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Are you you ready for this, Sam? That hockey is about to be played at the first HBCU school. Tennessee State. Tennessee State, yeah. Okay, you don't know if you knew about that. Yeah. Folks out there that did not know about yeah. that, Tennessee State is going to have hockey. The, pre- the Predators are involved with, with, with it as well. We're now, to get that started. discussions are going on here, and uh, they are looking like they're going to try and get this sometime in the 25 to 26 season. It's going to be a hybrid season, mm-hmm. they're calling it. But then they're looking to play Division One uh, full-time in uh, the 26-27 campaign. The only problem is they got to find somebody to play. They got to find some division <laughs> ones. That, yeah, that, that's so really hard to find. You guys got a surplus of hockey teams up there in Michigan. Why don't you just like have a few of them come down here, south of the Mason Dixon line? Um, but yeah, this no. Oh, uh, I think I think it's great news. It's 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 a great sport, guys. I've obviously you know I'm biased, but you know it, it's great to see it pop up at at so many different colleges all over the nation. You know, college hockey's a a, a pretty cool place. There's no doubt about that. And uh, things have been going well up in our region for a while. But, you know, some of the non-traditional markets that have, you know, hockey teams and hockey teams that are doing well, it, 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 it warms the cockles of my heart, to, to put it mildly. All right. We've heard our first debut, too. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to counting. <laughs> over here. That's great. Are you uh, keeping a count? I am. I'm keeping account. I'm gonna, while I answer this question, while he's answering, I'm going to go get my bell here to make sure. All right, so let's get it started here. Before we let you crow about your Lions, going at, the season started this past week. For me, there were two stories going into this season. It was what was Connor McDavid going to do this year? Was he going to continue his assault on just the record books? Or what was going on with the other Connor? And that's in my hometown, yeah, Chicago. Chicago. And Connor, uh, was it Bedard? And this guy's mm-hmm. rookie season, and he's expected. I mean, this guy is getting touted like you know, Wembenyama in the NBA. Yeah. All these big rookies that come into Game these professional changer. sports. So, what is it that these guys now? We're about a week in. Has it lived up to its billing? These two players. I think Connor Bedard is is interesting. You know, the one thing that I always try to caution you know people about when you're talking about kids, it just makes the jump from junior is, you, you know, you got to remember they're 18 years old and 18 years old, year, year old kids are, are, are going to be hot and, and they're going to look like, well, 18 year old kids at times. So I think it's been a good start for Bedard. I saw two of his three games already and you know what? He's had really good moments and he's had uh, some moments where, you know, again, he, he looked like an 18 year old kid, but uh, he's going to be a star Make no mistake about it. You know, is he going to be at Connor McDavid level? I'm not sure about that, and and that's okay. I mean, if you end up just being a great player as opposed to, you know, a generational player, that's okay. I, I think we're apt to throw the term 
generational player around a little too much, fellas. I really do. I think in all sports, uh, you know, there aren't generational players dropping here, there, and everywhere. It's about living up to your draft uh, status, and I think that Connor McDavid is going to do that. Look, I I think 10, 15, 20 years from now, he is going to be remembered as the best from the class of 2023. But, you know, is he that transcendent player? I'm not so sure about that. How about we just take a wait and see in that regard? And before you ask your question, Sam, let me just tell you, on this date, 89, Gretzky passed Gordie Howell. It was on this date oh, this date. that he became the NHL's top scorer, right. passing Gordie Howell. Folks, we're spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Sean Belegian. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, in the last 15 minutes, at Sean P. <laughs> at Sean P. Bally, at Sean P. B-A-L-I. All right, the season has begun. And thoughts about your impressions from the very first week. I know you're watching things up in Detroit, the Red Wings, you know, one and one so far. But what are your impressions from the first week of this season? Well, you know, I, I think a couple things jump out to you. You know, you, you mentioned Connor McDavid and the Oilers. I think a lot of people thought that this was going to be a year that, that the Oilers as a team took a step. Connor McDavid doesn't need to take a step. But I think a lot of people thought that this was the year that the Oilers were going to take a big step. And, just a bad start for them. I mean, they got bombed opening night, and then they turned around and lost to Canucks again uh, last night. So not the kind of start that they were looking for. Um, the, the Atlantic division uh, is the toughest division in hockey. I mean, by far. I, I don't think there's any debate about that. And, and so far, it, it's starting out that way. I think you have to look at it this way, especially like if you're a Red Wing fan or even a fan of the Habs in Montreal, you know, your teams are going to be better. That's the good news. I'm not necessarily sure it's going to show because of the division that you're in. I mean, you still have Boston in there, and you have Tampa in there, and you have Florida in there, and you have the Leafs in there, who a lot of people think that maybe, just maybe, this is finally uh, the year for the Leafs. And you have an improved Buffalo team, and you have an Ottawa team that's very prickly and everything. So, um, you know, that's that's what people, I think, here in, in Detroit and, and even the Montreal fans are dealing with is, yeah, we've got a good young group, but it, it might not show the way that people expected it to show and, and, and certainly present itself as a playoff team just because of the division that they play in. Uh, I like Carolina a lot, guys. Uh, you know, I, you, you probably heard me talk about them a little bit the last couple of years. Yeah. I like the Canes a lot. I, I think that is a team... Uh, quite frankly, if, if, if you know, you're, you're asking me, well, who do you like overall? I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes in the East. I, I think those teams in the Atlantic Division are going to do nothing but beat each other up. I, I really do. And I think that opens a door uh, for the Hurricanes. They won again last night out in L.A. And um, I, I think the Colorado Avalanche are going to take a step back up in the right direction. Dallas has a really good team as well. So, you know, some of those teams, I think, in, in the South and, and, and certainly in the Southwest in, in Dallas's, uh, you know, point of view, I think those are going to be some really good teams this year. But it's a wide open race this year. I don't think there is a favorite in any way, shape, or form. And if you look at some of the, the guys that follow this on a national level, there really is no consensus pick, and I think that's good for the uh, the structure of the league. I really do. This is going to be a wide-open year. Sean Belegian, WJR, up in Detroit, joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. 
Whoever it was that was there for the first meeting of the Boston Bruins getting ready for this upcoming season to get them pumped up, please have that person show up at spring training and talk to the Atlanta Braves because they need to say after the season, the regular season that they had, for them to go out of the playoffs the way they did is reminiscent of what happened with Boston last year. The most – is it – they were the ones with most points ever. They had, was at the President's yep. Cup. They win all that stuff, yep. and, of course, they yep. get eliminated. My question is, what is the intestinal fortitude that you can see so far that this, guy, this team, this coaching staff is bringing to this season? Because, man, after what they had last year going into this season, it's like talk about an uphill battle. It's like the Buffalo Bills, you know, losing the Super Bowl yeah, and getting back up. You know, what's, you know what's interesting, guys? A lot of times – you see a team have that type of season. I'm going to use the Florida Panthers as an example. The Florida Panthers uh, two years ago were were a great hockey team, and they kind of flamed out. And if you remember, they they started out so slowly last year, and and then they got it going, and uh, they they got into the playoffs. They pulled that upset over Boston and, and, you know, took it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, We've seen this happen quite a bit in the National Hockey League. I remember the year the, the Wings set the record uh, for most wins in a season in 96, and they flamed out and, and went out in miserable fashion against Colorado. And the next year they came back, and they were an all right team in the regular season. But my goodness, when playoffs started, uh, all they were uh, focused on was exercising those playoff demons. And they won the Stanley Cup in 97, you know, the, their first cup since 1955. So I think we've seen cases like that in the National Hockey League quite a bit in the last you know, 25, 30 years where, where a team flames out and maybe the next year it takes them a little while to get going. But once they get going, I think everybody is, is united in the we aren't going to let what happened last year happen uh, again this year. Boston is still loaded. Make no mistake about it. You know, they had a couple big losses, but um, they're, they're still so deep up front. Um, you know, the, I think the questions are going to persist about their goaltending. That's just the way it is. And you know the routine until a guy proves himself, especially in crunch time. Uh, those questions are going to pop up, but uh, they're 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 in line for another darn good season, and, and and quite frankly, have a very very good chance of making another long run. Hey, Sean, before we let you go here, take a second, and um, I don't know if you have any personal thoughts or just you, somebody who follows hockey, thoughts on the news we got this past week about Barry Melrose. Yeah. Yeah, just a tragedy. He, he's he been great for hockey. Whether you like him or not, I, I think he's been great for hockey. Um, you know, obviously he was a coach that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals in 93. And, uh, you know, the Kings lost in a dramatic series to the Habs, but um, certainly made his mark as, as a media member. Um, listen, love him or hate him, you have to give a tip of the cap to a guy that made you watch. Uh, that that was a good ambassador of the game and that for so many years really introduced the game that we love to to maybe some people that weren't used to watching the game of hockey. So I certainly I joined everybody else in in wishing the guy nothing but the best. And um, that that's a tough thing. Anybody who's been through that or had a family member who's been through that, I should say, um, knows that 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 is not an easy road to go down. So certainly I I miss I, I wish Barry nothing but the best. And I will tell you, Sam, part of the the trio of the greatest laughs in television. Bill Russell, <laughs> Desmond Howard, Barry Melrose. Yep. yep. When they laugh, yeah. <laughs> I mean to tell you. Before we let you go, you guys got Tampa Bay today. What's going to happen? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a sloppy game, quite honestly. You know, Detroit's really beat up, and, you know, this is going to put the test uh, to, to, to what Brad Holmes has done. Brad has done such a great job in flipping this roster, and, and you know, the D word is something that is thrown around here, and it's depth, and the Lions have shown the depth so far. You guys got to remember, and I, I know that we talked about this before, I don't think people around the nation understand just how bad this franchise has been. We have one playoff win in the Super Bowl era, one. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, and nobody nobody wow. else can say that, for goodness sake. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, and oh, by the way, it was back in January of 1992. So I think a lot of fans are enjoying what's happening up here. And I think for the first time ever, we're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because whenever something good happens with the Lions, uh, this fan base holds its collective breath. I'm not joking with you, but right now, I, I think this looks real, especially in this division they play in. The North is terrible. I mean, it's just terrible. So, Lions have to find a way to win this division. I'll, I'll say uh, 24-20 or something like that today. They knock off Tampa down in tw- Tampa. Yeah. The success of the Lions have made them, that city forget about the fact that they lost Miguel Cabrera. So, Oh, is, there's no doubt about it. That's, it, that's what's is, going on there. Yeah. Guys, this is a football town. Make no mistake about it. And when the Lions are rolling, they are truly the king. Buddy, have yourself a wonderful day, Sean. As always, thank you. We'll be checking back in with you. Thanks, Sean. All right. Nice to hear from you both. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.